The Pocket Now Weekly is supported by TripleByte. Don't have a degree in software engineering? You don't need one to apply to the likes of Dropbox, Robinhood, and Mixpanel. Take a quiz, do a general interview, and then advance on to your final handshake with TripleByte. Weekly listeners can get a $1,000 signing bonus by applying at triplebyte.com weekly. That's triplebyte.com weekly. Hold on. So Issa's mouth is completely open. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they can see her, but I think we I should. I think they will. Okay, I think we should. Uh, I mean, Jules can blur the face, but babe, can you reach her knee? Isa. Sorry. It's just if you don't want your mouth completely open on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua Vergara, what's going on, everybody? And this is a special episode of the Pocket Now Weekly, episode number 341, brought to you by XDA Developers and, of course, Pocket Now. Uh, I tried to do a bit of an intro at the beginning of this, as this is a car cast. Uh, Jaime Devetta and I were um, driving back from CES from Las Vegas back here to Los Angeles, and we also had Issa Rodriguez in the back. It is another look at CES 2019 as Jaime and I talk about some of our memories from the show and why we actually think that this might have been one of our favorite CESs that we've ever been to. So why don't we go ahead and just cut over to the car cast. Uh, is this legal? I don't think so. Let's go and put that up. Um, yeah. I, w- I was trying to think of an intro uh, as I was fueling up the car because I know that we always we want, our, we want to have our... Uh, our Jules-esque intros. Mm. <laughs> I was, this is the best one I can come up with. In the desert, you can't remember your name, but after a sea of business cards and meetings throughout CES 2019, there's a whole lot else we don't remember. Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to this episode <laughs> of the Pocket Now Weekly, brought to you by XDA and Pocket Now, of course, XDA Developers and Pocket Now. Uh, I don't know what episode this is, but this is, of course, our CES return. Are we supposed to remember with all the alcohol? I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> We're on our way back from CES 2019, driving back to Los Angeles. Um, I have all of our belongings in tow, of course. Uh, over here to my right is Jaime. I am Nevada. not one of your belongings. <laughs> I said our. <laughs> I said our belongings. Uh, and in the back seat over there is Issa Rodriguez of Gadgetmatch, who you might hear chiming in from time to time. Uh, I'm getting onto the 15 freeway right now as we are coming back from Las Vegas. So how did this uh, how did this show turn out, huh? Oh, better than expected. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a good time. I think it's the first time that I can say I like to see yes. Really? Yeah. Well, it's what, what would attribute to that? Because we've always this is a topic I wanted to dive into for this because we're going to be when this episode comes out it's going to be something of like a week uh since we came back yeah uh so what i'm looking for here is like everyone says that ces has been losing its luster it's been losing its relevance almost but is that truly the case like did we feel that way this year i think we should just oh do me one favor can you bring it up so that's more in line with your mouth there we there go. we go all right sorry about that no worries um I don't know. I guess I have leveled my expectations of CES. Yeah. Um, in the past, we were like, oh, we're, we're mobile focused. And there is, you know, there was no mobile. There was no phones. And so our opinion was defined on that. 
But now we are making a shift out of that. Yeah. We are going to cover mobile. We will continue doing that. But, uh, you know, as technology is evolving with 5G and everything that's coming, we've got 8K TVs. We saw some amazing monitors. And it's just technology is evolving in such a way that, you know, you have to understand that the smartphone is now just one of the many terminals that you could use. Mm -hmm. I've been using products like a Google Home Hub lately that I love to death. Um, and so I'm just, I'm very enthusiastic and I am also, I think I love the fact that we didn't overdo Vegas in the past. There was all True. this rush of yeah. getting content and we made a conscious decision when we arrived in Vegas, that Vegas was not going to be about the content that the content was going to be there. Um, but and there's even more coming out, maybe even right now. Exactly. But uh, we decided that we wanted Vegas to be about the content and the relationships. Yes. And the technology. Um, and just enjoying the show. We slept. We worked. Mm -hmm. We did party. Mm -hmm. And yet, I don't feel overworked. And that's something that I really wanted. And obviously, like, the relationship building, like, just going yes. going past just the Samsungs and LGs of the world. Yes. Like, there's so many new players. And CES is a perfect place for them to showcase themselves. Yes. Because, I mean, you have people coming from all over the world, and Vegas is, like, one of the most accessible cities in the world. Indeed. Um, so, yeah. I mean, we just did a bunch of stuff with, like, we, we were getting in more with Razer. We got to look at oh, more, yes. more of My their library. Oh, God. I love Laser's offerings, man. <laughs> Razer just had so many cool things. Uh, like, they focused on the Chroma RGB aspect, but I have a great shot of you loving those headphones. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, you know, I wish... I wish that, that our timing in Razor was not as tight as it was. Yeah. Because I would have loved to make a video, but just, you know, the venue just didn't allow itself for filming. Um, not I, so much, yeah. No. I'm, and it also was like, you, I mean, obviously with Pocket Now, it's, it's been a mobile focus. We're moving yeah. into more. Uh, and I know that I owe you my Razor phone review, but now that I have the Raiju controller, I'm willing to do the review. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Because I was well. very clear. I will, if. I can't do a gaming phone review if I'm not willing to game with it and I'm not willing to game with a phone on its screen. Give me a controller and then we'll talk. Okay, that's And fair. so Razer was very clear that I was going to wait until the controller to do my review and yeah. it's, now's the time. I have not tested it yet. Mm. But, but I feel like different from all the other shows, like, yes, the Razer Phone 2 came out a while ago. Yeah. They had some Chroma stuff to show off, but we were, like, playing games on desktops and Xbox. Oh, I love playing Doom, man. <laughs> I love... Okay, so... It, a game like Doom will totally make me go back to playing on a PC. Mm. And I have a gaming PC. I just, I needed a good monitor and, oh my God, LG. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I already told them that ultra wide, man. I really want that ultra wide. What was the... the... A 49 inch. What? 49 inch ultra wide. Uh, it was fantastic. And it's just, for me, it's not just about the ultra-wide bragging rights. LG knows how to do monitors. Mm -hmm. Their color accuracy is top-notch. I love, the in the case of their gaming uh, monitors, how they've already built in the LEDs. Like, they notice that we're sticking LEDs in the back of our monitors, so they're just doing it for us. <laughs> you know? I oh, love you, that. You, you didn't get to see the monitor that Razer's developing. No. They're actually developing one. I don't. We couldn't get a full answer as to who they're partnering with to make it. 
but the bottom of it, like the... Uh, We're sharp, I assume. It probably will be. Most likely. Uh, the bottom of that, the stand, has that same chroma lighting that the uh, the Razer 2 wireless charger has. Ooh. <laughs> so it's the exact same thing. But their cable management in the back was awesome. And you know what? This is, this is the highlight for me, is that this is probably, at least for me, uh, maybe for yourself also, since there's like a shift in the way that things are working at Pocket now, like... This is, there's so much more. I, I had a day where I looked at so many things on the show floor and like meeting with people, and not one of them had to do with a phone. Yes, it was fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. I, it's just isn't it refreshing? Yeah, isn't it refreshing? I, I, it, it's just if we go back to every single podcast that we've done ever since we started day one of CES, it's all a cry show. It is all, oh, I didn't like it. Oh, I was disappointed. Oh, I, it was just a rant story. And, you know, we made a conscious decision this year. We actually, Josh and I made this decision in Hawaii that we were going to be happy, that we were going to go <laughs> enjoy the show for what it is, that yeah. we were going to, you know, just embrace whatever it is that CES has to show. Yes. And I think that we succeeded at this, and I think that CES succeeded at showing us what we wanted to, you know, showing us what they could do. I mean, surely, you know, companies are not doing major announcements, or at least the companies that we focus on aren't. But that's the problem. It's just the companies that we focus on just don't use CES. Yeah. And we have to understand that it's not CES's problem. Yeah. They had enough TV announcements. They had enough, oh my God. Smart home. Smart and, home. Mm -hmm. They had everything. Their, their vehicle announcements as well. Qualcomm did an announcement of, the, of what they're focus, focusing on in automotive. And so it's not like if there is no technology. No, we're the ones that needed to shift the focus. Yes. But also, it's not hard to. No. What I feel like a lot of people don't realize is that even if there's no mobile focus at CES, or, or even shows like IFA, for example, there are so many products that link into it. Yeah. The smartphone has become the home of it's become like the 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 epicenter of what the rest of tech ends up being. Yes. Um so even then like I don't have it right here but I even have like a microphone that yeah. I was able to get a, ha a hold of that is supposed to make vlogging with a smartphone even better. Yeah. See, that's not really a phone announcement, but it has everything to do with phones. Exactly. That's what CES is all about. And then exactly. once you make that mental shift, it becomes a really exciting show. Exactly. Um so I'm actually you're right. It, 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 I feel much happier with how this one went because I was because we were able to focus on way more than that. But even then, the shift is not hard to make. No. It's like a it's like a really easy no. pivot. And you know, I would really love uh, comments. What do you guys feel about our brand name? I mean, do you think that we? So, by the way, it's funny when people are like, "Yes, but it's not pocket." Now I'm like, "Okay, so the brand was not born out of the concept of what fits in your pocket. Yeah. It was born out of an operating system." When Pocket Now was founded, the major operating system was Pocket PC. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Exactly. And so if you remember, uh, pretty much every website back then was Pocket PC Thoughts. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was not, the concept was not mobile. It was focused on Pocket PC, which eventually became smartphones. So we started being a PDA website that eventually evolved into a smartphone website that, you know, it just drifted into becoming a mobile website because Android was the predominant operating system but we didn't even cover android i remember when we made the conscious choice to move to android because at some point we, we were the top windows mobile website mm. and stuff like that and so what do you do you feel that we should change the brand 
Uh, we've been considering certain ideas. I'm not saying that we're going to do it. It's just obviously feedback is the best. And if you could chime in in the comments and let us know what you think, that'd be fantastic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like you and I have had a couple of conversations as to like what it could be instead. Yeah. Not an easy question to answer. It's not an easy question because I feel nostalgic for it. Uh, Brandon feels nostalgic for it. Yeah. Um, we've It's taken us forever to grow it and to take it to what it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely it's it's very difficult to let it go, but sometimes you just need to. And so yeah. I, I, I'm not saying we will again. It's just the question and, you know, suggestions and everything. Or, or do you feel that we should just remain true to the brand and extend certain things? That's all also welcome. Let yeah. us know. And I, I still think it fits, the name does. But it's just, it's just that people need to understand that what is in the pocket controls so much. Exactly. And that's, and that's really what the focus of, like, all the smart home and all that is, is involved with. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, indeed. I, <laughs> are we opening that up? Do we have a bottle opener? No, I think it's a twist-off. I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Here, let me see mine. This is, we are multitasking like fiends right now on the road. But you know what? There's no traffic. That's something that I'm actually really surprised by. No, it's not. Ah, there you go. All right. So this one's yours. I'll take that one. Fine, make fun of me. <laughs> oh, I, ha I have delicate hands. Well, they have to be on camera, so I don't blame you. So, so <laughs> do mine, for that matter. I don't know why I'm making that joke. Okay, that one's rough. This one's rough. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> told you. That sounded oh. so weird. <laughs> Anyways, That's, cheers. Cheers. Uh, by the way, this is root beer. Don't judge us. Diet root beer on the road. Yeah. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Mm. You know what? That's, that's exactly what I wanted it to be. I that's don't good. think I have had root beer in 10 years. <laughs> Oh. Some good old sassafras right there. Jules, you're going to have to be editing all the burping, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So on that note, uh, since we're cracking open the, uh, the, beer, the beers, the root beers a little bit, uh, just in case, uh, we're going to see if we need to do a tiny break before we get into the actual device talk. The Bacchanal Weekly is brought to you with support from Caseta by Lutron. And today I want to talk to you about Caseta by Lutron, brought to you by Lutron Pioneers in Smart Home Lighting. With Caseta, you can schedule your lights to come on at dusk so your family always comes back to a well-lit home. And you can tell Google Assistant, Alexa, or Siri to turn the lights on or off, bright or dim, or anywhere in between. These are dimmer switches we're talking about, after all, coming from Lutron, the company with over 60 years of experience in illumination. And you can integrate them into your smart home routine by connecting them to your Sonos soundbar, your Nest camera and thermostat, and plenty of other devices. Our producer Jules wakes up with and goes to bed with the help of Caseta every day. With winter bringing on late sunrises and early sunsets, he times his lights to turn on with alarms and tells his assistant to turn them off when he's about to fall asleep. That's smart lighting the smart way. You can get it too. Search C-A-S-E-T-A -E or head to Lutron.com to learn more. Caseta by Lutron. Welcome home. To peace of mind. We we were just talking a little bit uh, during this particular portion of the ride. Like I was I was I was saying for a bit that we're on this road. We have things like self driving cars now, and obviously we're in a vehicle with all this technology in front of us. And only about a hundred years ago were were people like on dune on, on not dune buggies, but like <laughs> horse drawn carriages, horses or steam. Um... Locomotives? Steam locomotives, yeah. Yeah, and like the, the kind of progress that we've made because I just look around, it's literally, we're in the desert right now. Yeah. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful scene, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but we, from there, we were talking a little bit about 
the different innovations that we could have seen at CES or may have seen or may not have seen because you did not really get to spend time with the FlexPi. With the FlexPi? Yeah. Oh, my God. Everybody, please go watch my buddy's video, Board at Work, and a bong, the colonel. The colonel. Hey, what, what was the title? Uh, African Prince uh, Ben's it, smartphone with, with his, his own bare with hand. his bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my it's, God. That guy's a character. It's great. They, so they had a they had a little area in the back where they had press, media, even uh, anyone who was just attending the show look at the phone. Okay. Um, and I did get to like hold it and mess around with it. I have a lot of footage and a video that you should be up by now, so you can check it out. Um, yeah, it's it's a foldable, not a foldable. It's a flexible display. You're not folding it because you're not creating a crease. Yeah. So it's really important to make that distinction. But it's not glass. It's not a glass display. It is. The entire thing is plastic. Yeah. So that you can actually bend it. And it's it is a responsive screen. I can't say I can't say how responsive, what kind of quality it is. Yeah. But once you fold it, you have what they call a three screen experience uh, device. Yeah. yeah. So you have the back side and then uh, you have the front side where the main Android OS lives. And then you have this like little not crease, but fold or bend in the middle. That if you were to look at it in like a tent view, that's where your notifications appear. Right. Um, and then when you take it out, uh, well, when you fold, uh, unfold it rather, uh, there's a hinge on the back, which is where it all happens. And mm-hmm. then a very strong magnet, actually, that keeps it together when you fold it. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Go for it. Why, why will you ever use a product like that? Uh, okay, so the, I, I did not really ask the gentleman there in those terms but i was like you know i really like it as a tablet this is a this is probably what a a tablet should be like it's really thin it's easy on the hands because it's super light it had it and and it's it's easy to use so if you made a tablet that looks like this i would be so in it's like a eight seven or eight inch uh and when it's a tablet see i uh, but he said that one of the people because they did start seeding out the devices to like certain vips in china yeah. Um, one of them noticed that those magnets on the back were so strong that he's using it as a display for his refrigerator. <laughs> uh, I, I thought that was dope. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm trying to think of an example. I think that I think that as a phone, it's weird though. I agree with you. It's the weirdest thing. As okay, a phone. so I, you know, you'll never see like a transformer car that. It's a sedan at some point, and then you can turn it into a 4x4, unless you bought a Subaru. And even those, it's, it's just, it's very difficult. Okay, a smartphone has been proven for the past decade, 12 years, that there is one form factor. Flat slap. Fair. There is one form factor. And then the tablets have been proven for, I mean, Microsoft experimented with so many types of designs for tablets. And then came Apple with the iPad, and boom, the, the form factor was just defined. So I'm not saying that these are not cool products. They're very cool. Yeah. And it's nice to have this, like, Vanguard product that's going to pu- pull publicity in your direction. Because that's what I feel that they're going to be. There's only one reason why we visited that booth. And it's because we were curious mm-hmm. to see the Flex thingy. But, <laughs> but... I it serves no purpose. It, it serves very little purpose other than being good PR, a good way of actually presenting what their other products what are, and what they're capable. Yes, 
Because they have these flexible displays on other products where yes. they make perfect sense. There was that smart speaker that they have where they actually wrapped a display around that it. Makes, that makes sense. Yeah. But it's just for me, I, for example, I love my iPad. And it, it also bends. No. <laughs> I love my iPad. But one of the things that I love the most about it. You don't it, have a bend though, right? There's no bend, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you checked? But, yeah. But, but what I love about the iPad most is I could put it. You know, it's there's my computer, and then I could fit the tablet in front, and it doesn't bother. Like it feels like if there's nothing there, okay. it doesn't weigh anything, and so I can't imagine using that flexi thing in my pocket or putting it in my bag without wanting to extending it. But then if I wouldn't, but, but then if there's no purpose for it to flex, then why would I ever flex it? Exactly. So how is the experience any better when you can flex it? Is the question. The thing is, that is, that is a, that's an almost impossible question to answer at this juncture because Android simply does not play well with it. Like, apps were opening in the wrong orientation. Uh, it was confused about, like, what configuration the phone was in. But, that, you know, this is an early product, obviously. So it's a concept phone that they had examples of, but it may never prove itself on the market and when it's flexed it feels weird in the pocket because it's asymmetrical let's try to remember another case of a product that was vaporware like what like i'm trying to remember of other products or other concepts and ideas that were either too late for their time or too early for their time or just flat out were cool but didn't make sense well in 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 the vein of what we're talking about right now i'm inclined to say the axon m but it just wasn't it just wasn't implemented right was its biggest problem exactly and so i mean but what was the biggest problem with the exon m it was the software wasn't ready and then the phone was just too thick and yes. then the design so the design was made to benefit the the whole idea of making a two screen tablet that's a phone this yeah. and that but then if it completely disregards ergonomics and it becomes this thick product then you simply it's it's just I mean, when was the last time that we used holsters in our in our belts to carry a phone? Yeah. I've I done mean, it. Yes. Make, make fun of me all you want I mean, in the comments. And, and I did it. No, no, no. We <laughs> have Michael Fisher for that. Oh, that too. We need Mr. Michael Fisher with his uh his uh, uh yeah, actual yeah, like yeah, yeah holster. Yeah. LD West. LD West holsters. I used holsters holsters and I love them. But we've been so used to using smartphones in our pockets now. Yeah. That it's like what? So we're gonna go back to using holsters? Well, you know, the man bag is back. The what? <laughs> you know, the man bag has returned. What is that? Like, there are dudes that are walking around with, like, oh, Mercy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's Isa chiming in. Sorry. In Spanish, we call those mariqueras. It's, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> but I didn't know what their name was in English. But, yeah, like, there are, like, small sling bags that people are, like, guys are using now to carry stuff. And you know what? I got to say, probably the reason why the man bag is back, you know, you can thank vloggers for that. They got to carry gear. On the daily. A ton of, I mean, can you see all this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, use a, I, I use a camera, a small camera uh, messenger for that, Peak Design. So Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll, we're probably going to need stuff like that as we figure out how to streamline all these designs. And that's the reason why I don't think CES gave us any real indication that these trends uh, like foldables are actually going to go I anywhere. I don't think they're going. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. And it's great. I mean, I love that they're experimenting with the technology because it might lead to something else. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the iPhone was the result of a tablet project. Mm. 
you know, Apple was working on a tablet project three to four years prior to the launch of the iPhone. And then they were like, you know what? This is a nice idea, but it would be great if we had this on a phone. Mm. Yeah. And so that's how the, that's how the modern smartphone was born. It was, so, fine. There, there is no reason for this product to exist right now, but it could lead to something eventually. Yeah, I agree. You know? And that's what, I, that's what I'm looking forward to. And that's the reason why, like I said, like I, I, I applaud... Um, yeah, the sun's like right in my face. Same. <laughs> um, that's why I applaud where we're going right now in terms of just like going back to normal phones. I have to agree. Yeah, where we're going right now, we finally got a look, and the video's been up for a bit now. We finally got a look at a real punch, hole punch, punch hole, something like that. By the way, phone manufacturers, thank you so much for picking the worst name for it because the YouTube algorithm. Uh, immediately flags videos with the word hold because they assume that it's going to be inappropriate. Yeah. So thank you for that, yeah. phone manufacturers. One of the worst things you could have done for us YouTubers. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so that's why the video says goodbye notch. I couldn't say hole punches here. Yeah. Because it warned me that hole, depending on what the algorithm thinks, it might demonetize the video. Anyway, we got to look at our first punch hole display, and that would be the Honor View 20. Yeah. Um, we have, I have it in the bag and we're going to do our full review. Are you going to go to the launch? Do you know yet? Or no. are you deciding yet? No, it's too tight. Okay. Cause there's a it, lot going it's on. It's too tight. I mean, there's a lot going on. And to be fully honest with you, I like Michael Fisher's, uh, uh, we had a good conversation with him and he was like, dude, I need to learn to say no to all the travel. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I have to define how much or what, how is this turning over? I can't really say that it's becoming beneficial. For me, it's very hard to say no to travel because I love to travel. Yeah, same. Um, and it also leads to great opportunities <clears throat> to – so I love going to briefings. And I love going to briefings because you get to meet the people that design the product. And it's not like when you stand in a presentation and whenever you watch a keynote, this presentation was designed for consumers. It wasn't designed for press. And so I love going to briefings because that was designed for us. And, and, and so we get to have a real conversation, we get to ask real questions, and we get to provide a more educated opinion whenever we review the product or, or tell you about it. Mm -hmm. And so that's the reason why I love to take these trips, because you get the opportunity to spend some time with these people, and sometimes in an informal, in an informal environment, which makes them loosen up and tell you even more about why this product came to be. Yeah. You know, sometimes, it, and, and that's the reason why it, I have a really hard time bashing products. Um, I will be very critical and tell you, like, the keyboard on the, on the Pixel Slate is terrible. Um, but it's just when, when you get to learn, when you get to learn the amount of work that goes into a product and all the stages that a product goes into, it's very hard for you to just come to companies and be like, your product is trash. Yeah. I mean, how many phones have you built, Josh? Exactly. Me? I yeah. mean... I mean, we're, we know we're, people who do that, though. They just come right in and they're like, this is just not good. Yeah. You know, and that kind of feedback is important to them. But you got to find a way to say it so that it's not just. Well, you know, it, 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 it's the more you learn why. I mean, I think every company would like to create the perfect product. Oh, yeah. But every company has either a defined budget or constraints uh, in material. Or they can't secure enough chips for the demand that they're projecting. Sure. You know, it's just, it's just so, it's so many hurdles in the industry. But you, you get to learn. It's not empathy, but you get to, to understand more of where the product is going 
And again, it just helps you provide a more educated opinion about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we don't say what we want no. out of it. Oh, my God. You know? No, there were, there were, we do. There were plenty of those opportunities during this trip as well because we were hanging out with a lot of people. But um, I will say, the uh, going back to our topic, we have the Honor View 20. I hope the video looks okay with the sun right in our faces. But <laughs> um, There's I, only one way to find out, my friend. I think we're okay. I think we are. Yeah. yeah I'm the, looking at the, the GoPro Hero 7, by the way, which is what we're using to uh, record the video portion of this podcast, it does a pretty good job, so hopefully it's... Uh, I hate that you have the black, and I couldn't get the black. They uh, only gave me the silver. I, I knew I needed to, like, get this thing. I, 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 get, I get it. It's just, you can't replace the battery on the silver. And so I'm like, you know that the battery on your product is trash. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, you can't bash products, but yes, no. That one, <laughs> I have to say right there, the battery on that camera is trash. <laughs> and, so, and I can't replace the battery? Like, seriously? <laughs> We have a we have a straight up like desert road trip look to us right now in the video. I bet. <laughs> so if you're listening to this right now, you're gonna want to watch the video because this is one of the most unique. I've been trying my best to have like as unique podcasts as I possibly can. This is definitely one of them. True. Um, okay. So going back to the Honor View 20. By the way, why is it V20 in some places and then it's View 20? Oh like- my God! Companies tailor their products to market. I mean, they even launch it with different specs in different areas. Um, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. I, but, but what we have here is a very high-powered device. You obviously have the, the, the latest Snapdragon. You have that 48 megapixel. Latest Snapdragon. Latest Kirin. Holy, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why, but in my head, I, I crossed the two. Yes, you're right. The Kirin 980. Apologies. Yeah. Uh, you got the latest Sony sensor, that 48 megapixel. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I want to try out. Yeah. I hate you right now. Um, it comes. <laughs> it comes with the. Uh, it comes with also that 3D camera on the back. That uh, what do they call it? Time of flight camera. Time of flight camera. Yes, because but we we're gonna have to see what it is. Yeah, uh, you could do 3D modeling with the phone, but I mean, we all you know we all know that that doesn't always translate to like an actual user experience. True that. Um, but on top of that, there's this display and. The display itself is like what six point something inches, and it's really it's it's a really nice display yeah. that has this tiny hole at the top. Now, my number one concern about these hole displays, these punch hole displays, was that that actual hole was going to be too close to the back button of many Android apps. How has the experience been for you? It's been good because the the punch hole is, is small. They 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 they're making a big deal about the fact that this punch hole is so small compared to what other punch holes will be or are, mm-hmm. um, and it's nestled right in the notification area. Interesting. That's where they put it. And if anyone di- dove into uh, uh, the 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 deep settings of Android, the latest version of Android. Oh yeah, you can see it in the pixels uh, developer settings. Yes, you can see where the notches are meant to be. So yeah. it makes sense that they were able to like put it in nestle it in that corner. Yeah. So hopefully everyone else follows suit. But if their holes are bigger, it might pose a bit of a of a of a, of a problem. It's been fine. Honestly, it's been fine. I have to say, the punch hole, I will get used to way quicker than I did for the notch. Do I love it? Ah, still remains to be seen. Like, I, don't, I haven't come across any content that it would actually cut. Um, and if you, obviously, if you hide the notch, uh, quote-unquote, or hide the hole, quote-unquote, it's still called notch, though, in the settings, because they don't have a name. They don't have a name for hole yet. Yeah. Um, when you hide the notch in this device, uh, it just goes right, all content just renders below the notification infinity area. oh yeah oh um, brother so we have that first look I'm, i i would love for you to like you know we're going to be hanging out a little bit I'll, I'll make sure you get some time with it 
Uh, but I'm I'm going to be doing the full review on it. Oh, oh cool. look at this! Look at this blessing of a thank you of truck a, of a big rig in front of us. Thank you truck. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, but yeah, the I'm going to start tailgating this big rig just so just for the show. <laughs> He's slow. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'll I'll go around it a little bit, but we should probably stay behind it for a bit. Yeah, so that was our first look, and that was the main one. Which is funny because um, wasn't it Hisense who actually had a phone at their booth? That they I- did. They did. And I didn't have the time to go look at it. I was just, all right. So one of, uh, one of our sponsors for this trip was Hisense. Uh, but before we accepted the sponsorship, I was like, I, first I need to see your product. Um, okay, their Android TVs are, they're really good. Um, obviously, my impression is just, from the show floor. Sure. So it's not a final product yet. I mean, they're not launching until May and June. But they they have a proprietary ULED technology that, um, oh, my God, like reds are red, blacks are blacks. Um, and I just, I never took Android TV seriously because it always seemed like sort of a, like a bloated version of something that just, I don't know. And we but just. But it also seems somewhat bastardized compared to real Android. Exactly. Yeah. And so now it's not that. It's like if they grab the user interface of the Google Home Hub and they turn that interface so you can control your home from your television because it behaves like a Home Hub. Um, obviously, you can talk to your assistant through the control, and there are a ton of applications because obviously there is a platform for it now. And so I was just re- – I, I don't know if I'm – I don't know if it's, it's the blend of both things because the other thing is my biggest problem with, with smart TVs. I have a Roku TCL. Oh, nice. It sucks. Really? It. Uh, God. And here Mine's I, okay. And here I am saying that I shouldn't bash products, but I bought this TV. And but you know, so, but you know, just just to be just to be fair, I'm new to TVs because I've been working phones it's, for it's, six years. It's, it's probably the one that I bought. Uh, you know, I didn't go all all expensive with that 50 inch that I bought. So it's a 1080p variant. It's just the user interface of Roku is very sluggish. Oh, okay, okay. It is That's very true. clunky. I'll give that. I'll give that. It yeah. is very clunky. And so for me, it's frustrating to be like, you know, just pressing the buttons and it doesn't move and it's that. And it, it just really upsets me. Yeah. And so I, I was like, okay, so I want to try Android TV on your least expensive t- television. And so they took me to the H8F on Android TV. It's a 399 television yeah. in 4K, which that's how much I paid for my TCL in 1080p. Dude, no lag. Nice. No lag. And so I'm like, okay, I, okay, I'll do the video. How how much is that thing? Three ninety nine, dude. What? Okay. Three ninety nine, four K ULED. Wow, I'm down for that. It, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's what that. I'm saying, man. I'm like, how can I not sound like a fanboy in this video? <laughs> it's, it's very hard. But it's just their product was really good. Yeah. You know, and they're, they, it's, I, so I was doing research on them. They've, they've been in the market for 50 years. It's just they've been more an ODM in the past, and now they're bringing in their own brand, pretty much like what HTC did, pretty much like what Huawei did at some point as well. And so, you know, I, I was like, am I going to get a unit for review? They're like, sure, sure. <sighs> Can't Very wait. Nice. Uh, their, uh, their, their punch hole phone was called the U30. You may not, you may not even hear about this phone. No. Neither did we, <laughs> until we just walked around the booth and just looked like, oh. A lot of people made disappointing comments, like the fact that it was using Samsung's 48 megapixel. I don't remember Samsung launching a 48 megapixel sensor. There, see, that's the thing with Sony these. has, and that's yeah, 
That's the thing. These companies sometimes don't really have no. their ducks in a row. No, wait. I remember now. Yes, I did cover it in the daily. But uh, a while the, ago. The U30, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. A while ago. Oh, good. Well, so then, yeah, we're, we're in the know at least. But, I mean, it's obviously it's not going to be a splash of a phone. No. Not the way that the View 20 was, not the way that the FlexPi was. And then there were a few other phones on the, uh, on the show floor that we kind of came across. One in particular. So um, you got to look at the Nubia. Oh, yes. Yeah, the, the, the dual screen. Once I finally saw the video, uh, I was okay, like, yeah, so, I should have gone. Yeah. Okay, so it does not look like a cheap phone. Yeah. It looks like an expensive phone. And I, I just, I don't know if I like the idea of a, of a dual screen. Um, I, I, the good thing is you would not be able to tell that it has two screens unless you tried to take a selfie. Yeah. Or you activate it. Like, it looks like a regular phone without bezels. It, that's just it. You grab it, and it looks like a regular phone without bezels. But then when you activate the secondary display, it turns on. And it's, you know, it's not the sharpest display in the world, but I don't care. I hate selfie cameras. <laughs> so this is, like, the perfect solution for a selfie camera. Yeah, absolutely. You, you remember, I mean, we've seen companies fumble with, like, rotating cameras for the longest time. And stuff like that. I which feel I, like this, which I which I honestly miss. Yes, yeah. I, I don't think that the, the the secondary display should be as large as it is. I mean, it, it serves very little functionality. I mean, if they gave me like a small little heads up display below, below the camera, or something like that, or a square. And, there was and, a phone that did that, right? Um, they called it the Isa is asleep. She oh, a sharp. To, yes, yeah, it was sharp. There you go. Yeah, Isa yeah. is asleep. She loved that thing. She would be able to say it like that. Um, but it's a small little screen that just shows you your face. Yeah. But you know what I did see? I'm trying to remember who, who had it. Um, oh, that's one of the, okay. This, this show was a major win in all fronts, not only for pocket now, but also for myself. Um, there's one company that I did not get to see. I didn't get to see pop socket. I gotta go. I gotta oh, go. Oh, I'm so sorry. For oh you. no, don't worry. I didn't know where they were. Um, I should have run around showstoppers more to try to find them. You can have all the pop sockets you want. Man. <laughs> I um, I saw someone have a pop socket where the actual like disc in the pop socket was a mirror. That's a perfect idea. For, okay, for the that's stuff. a good idea. Yeah, that's a great idea, and and that's good for like the selfies and whatnot. Anyway, I digress. But like, Vivo did that concept too right they have the rear screen yeah but they, they even have yeah. the ring light yeah. around the thing and uh it's 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 funny how things are getting so weird oh you want to hear weird and i love it you yeah. want to hear weird grab a sony xperia xz3 on its default settings and try to take a selfie the f- the beautifying the beautifying modes are set by default one of these is uh how how is it like face uh, like it makes your face slimmer. Yeah. Uh, which I totally need. It makes your eyes bigger. I'm like, oh, so you look like an anime character. At that I point. literally look like the aliens that were in the store that we just left. <laughs> we went to Alien Jerky. <laughs> oh my god. Which is why we have the root beers in the first place. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, it's it. I love where the experimentation is going. I just hate that one particular design is going to become the de facto, and that's the hole punch. We're going to lose the slider before it had it heyday. Yes, but I don't mind losing the slider. Oh. Honestly, I don't, I, mind losing I, the, I don't mind losing the slider unless you do it like Vivo. Because, but So the problem is it's, it's not water-resistant. I know. And for me, I value water-resistance more than a selfie camera. Okay, that's, and that's fair. I, I think that's, that's, a, that's a perfectly good 
reason. Yeah. Uh, because the water resistance IP certifications are almost like they're almost so they're standard. I, I would rather deal with the punch hole. I mean, come on, Essential did it okay. I mean, Essential was pretty much the company that came up with the concept of the notch. Yes. Um, and then everybody else followed in their own way. This is just another notch, man. I'll put up with it. I don't care. Just give me a water-resistant phone. Okay. That's what I want. You know, these are things that I do value. Okay. Fair enough. Um, this might be a slightly shorter podcast considering we have daylight kind of ex- escaping us. So for the last, like, 15, 20 at the most, um, any other highlights from CES as a whole? You always tell me you don't like Vegas. <laughs> I don't. I never have. I love it. <laughs> I, really? I love Vegas. It's, You're young. That's you could, why. Well, maybe that's part of it. But I, I do think that Vegas is just like, it's one of those places where you could wake up in the morning and if you want to do something, you can do it. Aside from go to the beach. But, <laughs> They'll but, make a fake beach, beach for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could go to a beach club, which I'll admit I've never done because I don't have the body for it, but I digress. Um, the The thing is that the resources in Vegas are so vast that that's the reason why it's the perfect place for a convention. True. So you can go places, you have transportation, that's easy. Uh, we didn't get to do any self-driving cars, self-driving no. taxis. No, I tried. I tried the lift. I, I, I accepted the whole program where you can do the self-driving lifts, but I never, you never got one. It was never received by one. I think Jules did, and I, I, I would love oh, for Oh, Jules did, that's true. Yeah, I, want, I, I wonder what his experience was. He said mostly... His his post on Instagram, which Jules is probably pulling up right now, uh, he said that the trip was mostly done by the self driving, not the entirety. Yeah. So they probably had to like take control at some point. Yeah. Um, how are you on the? Uh, so as far as not just like how you feel, but also, um, are we as a let's say brand? going to be looking into stuff like automotive and self driving and autonomous vehicles and AI. I, I do. I do feel so. It's just. Obviously, right now we're a very small team, smaller than ever. Mm-hmm. So we're going to need a lar- we're going to need a larger team to be able to cover all the technology that's coming. I do feel we will. It's just right now, again, vehicles are in a level of experimentation that's you know not necessarily even close to its full potential. Yeah, I mean, particularly when it comes to self-driving cars, there is a lot more to go. Mm-hmm. A lot more to go. Did you ever? Uh, did you ever check out like a Tesla or anything like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of my buddies just got one, and I want to make a video so bad. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do it. Yeah. But Do how it. did you feel about all all of that type of where where that tech is going? Because automotive has a big presence at CES. I again, man, I drive a Honda Accord, the latest model in New York, um, and. Even that cruise control in that car is pretty much a self-driving car already. Yeah. I mean, to a certain degree, it detects what car's in front of you. It will literally maintain a distance from it. It'll detect the road. It'll steer. Uh, it'll do pretty much everything in cruise control except change lanes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's if that car can do that without all the cameras and all the technology that Teslas have, you know, I, I think it's fascinating. It's just there's so much work. And then, you know, obviously there will be the naysayers that believe that the best thing is to have somebody on the wheel, which, by the way, the person that's talking to you right now, I already had an accident because I fell asleep on the wheel. Mm. All right. And I put a lot of people in danger because of the, the reckless driving that I did that day because I was totally tired. And so to be fully honest with you, would I have wished to have a self-driving module in my car back then? 
I was driving 10 hours with my son in the car, and I put his life in danger because I didn't choose to just stop and not drive. Mm -hmm. So do I want self-driving cars? I do. Do I want self-driving Ubers? No, because honestly, they provide jobs. Mm, okay. They provide new new levels of income, and I think it's unfair for a company to just. I mean, do you imagine like everybody that already has a car having a car, and then self driving cars as well? And and like they're only going to congest the the road a lot more, and it's less people making income, only yeah. to make somebody some CEO. But that, but that own, person in the in the seat for emergencies, like they're, they're right now, legally, yes. But yeah. the whole idea is that to eventually the, the, that. the person is to be removed. Ah. That's the problem. That's true. And so, um, and so for me, it's like, all right, I don't need to help the CEO buy a new yacht. <laughs> Economies need people to have jobs. And Uber, and Uber and Lyft have been a good way to mediate some of that uh, over the last couple of years. Is jobs in this country haven't been great. Mm-hmm. All right? So I, I will support the self-driving technology. I will not support it in any way will, where it will reduce uh, income in, in people's pockets. Mm. That's yeah. just me. That's my political ideology <laughs> in this. No, for me, I guess other technologies that I liked, I love the laptops, that Huawei MateBook 13. Mm-hmm. I love that I'm getting one very soon. Well done, sir. Dude, I'm, I really, that MateBook X Pro, man. It's, it's really hard it, to it beat. Was, it was our favorite laptop last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, and people can say whatever they want about Huawei sure that they sponsor some of our content again we wouldn't have accepted the sponsorships to the daily if their products wouldn't have been great yeah what was the best smartphone camera of last year well sure people will argue that it's the pixel 3xl for me it's not for me it's the mate 20 pro mm. they're in a dead heat for me they're in an absolute dead heat and uh yeah definitely like huawei is putting out some amazing stuff they're even trying to make sure that tablets are still a thing yeah. Oh, my God. So I love, like, I, honestly, I would love to give my kids those tablets because there's a kid's mode and then there's the regular mode and what defines it is the fingerprint scanner. So I don't have to worry about my kids going into my, you know, whatever history or or for them to have access to applications that I don't want because Android is not necessarily the best when it comes to parental controls. I have to give that crown to iOS. Okay. And so I love that Huawei is taking that to another level. I feel that that's the way it should be. I honestly, I have a hard time giving my kids technology because of that, because I can't fully control what they do. How about uh, as far as tablets go? Um, I got a good look at this. And again, there's going to be a video on Pocket Now about it. Um, Lenovo did bring out another tablet. Now, I got a little disappointed because it's so Amazon forward. True. I like Google Assistant better, to be honest. And also, for the next five minutes, we have to be careful not to say hot words. Right. Um, but basically, what they created was a tablet, 10 inch tablet that goes into a smart dock. Yeah. That is a speaker. And when you put it in, um, it becomes a show. Yeah. It becomes an Echo show. Is that, is that one of the hot words? Okay. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I think it's cool. And I, I, I like the concept of it. I like the idea of the smart, the, the, the smart dog can be a speaker when you're not using it as a show. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of stuff that I want to see. And um, speaking of docks or base stations that can be used without a display, that LG rollable TV that one. Oh, I didn't see that. You didn't see it? So the roll- what, I, what I love was their projector. Their wall projector is, is this thing that you could just place very like a, a foot away from the wall, mm-hmm. and it projects up to it oh, without okay. any sort of aberration or anything. It's fantastic. Nice. But tell me about that rollable. 
Because we, we, saw, we saw the concept, but now we have the product. Now we have the product. And the thing that I loved about it is that they found practical ways of using it in different configurations. Like, for example, instead of, uh, instead of it being like a wallpaper TV that has a cord coming out of it and it goes into like this big piece of tech that is still bulky, it's all one big thing. So what happens is it'll, it can actually roll all the way in and it rolls all the way out, uh, but you can also roll about a third of the way and okay. it becomes an interface for the speaker. Interesting. You can also have it do ambient stuff like maybe you want a fireplace. It'll show a fireplace and you can hear it coming out of the speakers. <laughs> when it's rolled all the way down. Th- does it also heat the place? <laughs> <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that. Skew morph is at its finest, man. <laughs> so the, um, when it's rolled all the way into the base station, that whole thing can be used as a smart speaker as well. So yeah. same, same concept. But when, it's, when it comes out, it's just the OLED goodness that you always love from LG. And it's, uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful display. Mm, interesting. Um, now, put that right up against the micro LEDs from Samsung. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I did not know much about micro LEDs until this show. Yeah. Uh, are they, they're not going to use that in phones, are they? Do you think? There's only one way to find out, man. I mean, why not? Yeah, that's true. Why not? Now, let me ask you this. What did you think about Fossil? I, I, oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. was a good briefing. That was a really good briefing. Um, I, uh, okay, so I'm actually kind of excited. Would this help? These lights? Uh, at least one of them? No, yeah, both of them, whatever. Yeah. Uh, what I find... I think this would help. Yeah, I think it's fun that... I think I, what, what I'm excited about... Oh, there's the truck lane. Um, I think it's exciting that smartwatches are more or less making a bit of a resurgence. I would, I would not really, I would not really attribute that to Wear OS 2.0. No. But I, I also have to admit that no. Wear, Wear OS 2.0 is a vast improvement from anything that came before it. It's a better user interface that still requires, oh my God, man. A lot am, of I, am, am I the only person, like I'm, I've been using this, this uh, Fossil Q Explorer HR um, and I'm, honestly, I have, like I told them, because they, they asked me, like, genuinely, how do you feel about that watch? And I'm like, the battery life, man. Of course. I've I'm just like, resigned every myself. every single night, no my, my is watch is dead. Yeah. Every, like, we start the day at 10 a.m., and by 9 p.m., it's dead. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. I, I, and, and then they come up with the 3100, which they're not really fully adopting except on the sport. And the battery life is also bad. Yeah. I mean, okay, and that's one of my problems. The, the battery life, I just resigned myself to. They're not going to, it's not going to get figured out for a while. They're, yes, they're, but then you've got Apple and Samsung with their offerings figuring it out. Yeah, they're trying to at least. Okay, so here's the thing. I have a problem with Wear OS, not just in the battery life. Uh, this has been the first time that I've been using Wear OS nonstop for a month because I'm doing the Google Fit Challenge. Clearly, Vegas didn't help. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, I'll get back as of tomorrow. But the thing about it is, dude, that user interface is so clunky. It makes sense to me, but it's clunky. Yeah. If I'm training, oh, my God. I like Sometimes I want to pause my workout, and I can't because it's, it's stuck, and it's, it's refreshing. And it's like, and so you're, t- it's, it, you know, we were at the presentation from Qualcomm for the 3100. Yep. And then you get the, the, the presenter saying, no, this is the perfect chip. We don't need to do anything with it. All we needed to do is add a module uh, for it to be more power efficient whenever you're not using the watch. And I'm like, you're wrong. You're wrong. Wear OS is a clunky mess. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Wear OS uh, aside, what I what I really enjoy about smartwatches right now is that we're finally at a place where the actual watch makers themselves kind of clued into it. Like, what if we have the watches that people love from us just connected? And we had a whole generation of them last year that came out that, yeah, kind of a lukewarm response. People kind of liked it. But now they're going all in with like a second gen. They really want to make the body smaller. They want to make them accessible to everybody. So yeah. there's a lot of choice now. And that's exactly what smartwatches needed to have. Yeah, but you needed an ODM like Fossil. You, need, yes, you needed yes, them. Exactly you needed it. that because Fossil has so many brands. Michael Kors, Kate Spade. Exactly. You know, they've got Scoggin. Uh, they're doing. They're still doing hybrids. I, oh, yeah. You know, it's just funny. I've been trying to use the Chronobee. Mm-hmm. Chronobee sent me their most beautiful watch. My biggest problem with with uh with these hybrids is I am so used to being able to see the time in the dark with the always on displays yeah. that the moment that I go back to a regular watch and I can't see the time because it, it doesn't really glow in the dark that much. Yeah. I feel it feels weird to me now. <laughs> I've been using smartwatches since the original Pebble, so yep. it's it's kind of hard for me to go back. Yeah, I, I don't I don't blame you there. Um, my favorite thing about hybrid watches, which the reason why that I really love them, is because it's that entry point that I think people overlook. You know, if if you're just a timepiece fan, then you have options. You can get a timepiece. It just also happens to do extra stuff. You can. I just. I kudos to you though, Fossil, for really pushing yes. more. You continue to push, and it's great. It's yeah. up to us to educate about hybrids. But as far as far as actual like full on smartwatches are concerned, that Fossil sports a great example of what the future can hold. It is a good example. It's just I wish that um, okay, we have Apple, where they just came up with that S two chip for the Apple Watch Series four. Okay, the Apple Watch. I will never recommend Apple Watch Series one or two. Series three, I can. If you don't get the composite back, which is in the new generation, they swap the back and they don't tell you. Yeah. That's a bad move on Apple, and I call it out. But if you grab an Apple Watch Series 3, this is the first time that I'm away from my Apple Watch, and I miss it. Mm. And I miss it because it actually works. You raise your wrist, you know, hey, whatever works. Um, you call on whatever apps. I ask for it for walking directions. It works. It's tracking my workouts. It's such a versatile watch. My problem with the Apple Watch is its durability. If you're going for the entry level model, that uh, that aluminum oxidates. So I feel that oh, you know, companies need to understand that you know people like to collect watches. You know, people like to collect watches and have more than one. Uh, and so it's a problem when you buy a watch that won't last you more than a year or two because of the hardware. And so that's my biggest problem with Wear OS. If the operating system is clunky, operating systems don't get less demanding over time. They get more demanding. Yeah. And so in batteries, the problem with these lithium lithium ion batteries is that they degrade over time. And so you, you some someone has to find a solution for a timepiece that can be a little more timeless than what smartwatches are currently because it's very hard to tell people, oh, yeah, pay $400 for a watch that's not going to work well two years from now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know? Yeah. Um, I do need to give one shout-out to another smartwatch. We have... Tick I'm watch. actually using the tick watch right now. Where's my sample tick watch? <laughs> <laughs> Mobvoi was out in the sands, but they oh, a, you f- finally I understand how you pronounce that. Yeah, Mobvoi. Mobvoi. Mo- Mobvoi's finally, uh, well, not finally. Mobvoi was out in the sands um, with their booth, and they had a lot of stuff uh, to show. 
and uh, they announced the updated versions of their TicWatch S and E. Now, let me preface this real quick. Like, I'm, I'm going to have some content on these watches, uh, uh, so you can stay tuned for that. Uh, there's not only the TicWatch S or the E, there's also the earlier TicWatch C. The C2 is the one that Issa's wearing because it's the most fashion-forward one of the bunch. It's the yeah. highest, not the highest-end model because that's the Pro, but it definitely looks more fashion-forward than the one I'm wearing, which is the E2. Yeah. This is the point of the S and the E2. Um, super low barrier of entry into a smartwatch. True. These are these are sub two hundred dollars, and um, they they they're not they're not really any amazing bells and whistles or anything like that. But it's a great showcase. But for it's a good what, design. Exactly. I mean, I love the TicWatch Pro. Yeah, it, the TicWatch Pro is 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 definitely up there. These you may not feel that way because they are thick. They are large bodies. They're if, polycarbonate. Yeah, um, but they're light. You, they're they're light as a feather. You well, cannot. It's like tell. The, it's like the old days of the pebble when it comes to materials. Yeah, but it's good enough. Mm-hmm. So if you if you're skeptical about a smartwatch and you don't really know, like I actually think this is a wonderful entry point because you don't have to spend so much money to get like a fossil sport, for example. No. Um. You know. So sub two hundred. That's this is actually not so bad. So no. I will. You know what? I like that we ended on that because CES is a good. This was a good example of how a category like smartwatches are not going away. No, they're not. And I'm actually kind of happy about that. Like, they're not. And, and just Fossil, they reiterated their commitment. Like, people are liking smartwatches. I just, again, this is, and I even, when they ask me for feedback, I'm like, okay, I don't need to give you feedback. I've given Google my feedback. Yeah. Currently doing the fit, the fit with Google project. They finally got the workouts right. I'm like, I'm not going to be counting sit-ups, dudes, and then, <laughs> and then ending the workout and then counting my push-ups on a separate workout. I just want... Weight, uh, weightlifting. Yeah. I want one module for weightlifting, one module for running, one module for spinning. That's it. I don't want one you for spin. Ju- yeah. I didn't know you spin. I was a spinning instructor, man. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Are you kidding me? I had no idea. When would you like a class? Why, where, do you, where would you teach? Uh, LA Fitness if you want. Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll think about it. <laughs> Issa's actually been thinking about uh, doing some spin. I mean, we, we could totally do Bluetooth 5, connect a couple of headphones, and I'll give you the class. <laughs> That'd be dope. Because it's all about the music. But yeah, I, I was a spinning instructor. Wow, that's cool. I've had some odd jobs. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, here's the thing. It's, it's, they finally got that fitness part right. What they need to work on is, just like Apple, with their S2 chip, I'm sorry, Qualcomm, you know, we give you a lot of love for certain things you do right like 5G and the 855, and that's all great. But your wearable approach needs work. Yeah. It does need work. I, I don't feel that that, what is it? A, 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 it's a 14 nanometer chip? or No, it's a 20 nanometer chip. I think it's something ridiculous like that. It's whole yes. technology, man. I mean, and you can totally tell in how clunky the watches are. So Google is doing a better job in fixing the user interface. OEMs are doing a better job at, at designing, uh, designing better smart watches. But then we don't have the most powerful chip on these watches. Yeah. I or feel even that then needs the, to change. Or even then, the most efficient chip. Or it could just be that because my uh, uh, Mont Blanc Summit 2 sample never arrived, <laughs> and I wasn't able to go to the fossil briefing, and that's the reason why I don't have a fossil sport. I just haven't experienced a 3100. That could also be it. I've uh, heard that it wasn't the um, massive leap that people ahem, were expecting. Ahem, Qualcomm. <laughs> I heard it wasn't the massive leap that everyone was expecting, but it did help a little bit. But that fossil sport is definitely where we have to try it out. There's only one way to find out. That's right. And on that note, 
That is it for now on the Pocket Now Weekly. As the sun is going down, we have a wonderful gradient over on the side. Um, we're coming through, I think we're in Bakersfield, Lenwood. We're, in, we're coming through, Le- oh, we're in Barstow. Uh, we're coming through, I know, is this Barstow? Yeah, this is Barstow. Yeah, it is. We're coming through Barstow. I don't think we need an, an in-and-out run right now. No, I'm, I'm good. Uh, we, can, we can get to the, our final destination and uh, figure it out then. Our next show is technically going to be MWC, but... We also have some events coming up because that Samsung S10 inter- invite oh, finally Oh, we didn't came out. talk about that. We didn't yeah. talk about that, but I'm sure there will be plenty of time to speculate wildly. Let us know what you think about oh, that's that. that's going to be in our recap. We did react on the recap. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, there are going to be some thoughts on that for sure. I have one, and that will be my hot take while we, uh, as we leave the show. Uh, the way that the invite looks, that zero looks a lot like the Oculus logo, doesn't it? True that. All right, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for watching and listening. See you. And on that note, even though I tried to do an outro at the end, that is our special episode of the weekly for this week. Just to let you know, our theme music is Bloom by Minerva, courtesy of a royalty-free license with Argo Fox. You can learn more in this episode's description. You can also follow our crew on Twitter. Our producer, Jules Wong, is at Point Jules. Isa is at S-I-S-A-S-A-I-D, Sisa said. Jaime is at Jaime underscore Rivera, and I am JV Tech Tea. You know me, I am JV. I love tech, and I love to drink me some tea. Don't forget that we would love to hear from you at the email address podcast at pocketnow.com. And we would certainly appreciate all of your reviews on pretty much anywhere that you're streaming us, whether it be Google, Apple, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever. Because without you, we wouldn't have been able to make this show for now seven years straight. We'll see you next week for more regularly scheduled podcasts. And until then, we're going to go ahead and just say thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Happens every time. <laughs> okay. One, two, three, go. Security. What?